This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Ah, oh, man, it feels good opening a can of beer, finally. For those that listen to my podcast, you know, for the last, like, I don't know, a couple of months, I haven't cracked open a beer on the show because I was on a diet, and I promise you I would keep you updated every week, so... I went from 212 to 197. Then I went on a cruise ship with the family. So I'm sure I put like half of it back. And then I went to um, Arkansas Lake Darn Darnell. And I'm sure I put the rest back. So I'm probably back at 212. So I kind of <laughs> given up on the diet until you didn't you didn't lose any weight for all the peddling, all the burning I'm sure, calories. I'm, yeah, I'm sure I did. Uh, but yeah, I just felt good opening a beer. I had to have a beer <laughs> after after this tournament for sure. How you been, man? I've been good. I've been real good, man. I can't complain. You know, um, I just got back home. Uh, it took a little while. It's a long drive for me from Northeast Ohio. And today I spent the day with the family, uh, catching up with them, Go went and picked out pumpkins. It's 60 degrees here today, by the way, 60. Really? It's so 96 from, here in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. 95 <laughs> degree weather in Arkansas. And it, it was 60 today and uh, it got cold quick. You know, yesterday was 87. So, and I uh, did the whole family thing. I'm actually not wearing my normal fishing stuff. I think I got my Daddy Soros shirt on here. So, oh, look one, at that. Well, my son nice. got me. So, there you go. And uh, we had a good time just as a family picking out pumpkins, getting ready for the fall stuff. And yeah, it's been good, man. And, and Arkansas wasn't bad for me. I mean, I got eighth place finish, but you know, what? who am I? I mean, eighth place finished out there. I mean, we got a real guest to talk about here, a real oh, yeah. winner yeah. situation that's, that blows me away. So, uh, so we I was pr proud of the eighth place and it pushed me up in the AOI standing some more. So, that was nice. So for those listening, Drew Gregory, I've asked Drew Gregory to come onto the show as a guest host. He was kind of reluctant because he doesn't want to take. We all know Drew Gregory is a big name kayak fishing, one of the best uh, at it. Um, certainly go down his kayak fish in our short history as one of the best anglers of all times. But he didn't want to take the limelight away from our guest, which is Jackson uh, Ramba. Oh, my God. He just said it. Rambanis. Rambanis. Um, and Fred, his dad, is also here with us on the show. But I figured I could use Drew Gregory's because he's been a big part of why Jackson got into a kayak. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, so, Drew, 
uh, thank you so much for joining us. I know you were kind of like, I don't want to take Jackson's limelight, but I mean, it's a young career. I'm sure he's going to be in the spotlight many of times. That's um, right. He, he will be for sure. I just don't want to take the anything away. I'll, what I want yes. to do is just show people how, first of all, how cool the entire bass fishing community and world is. Yes. And we'll get into the story about how Fred and I met and how just one little conversation or one little piece of networking with somebody can lead to a chain of events that even years down the road could be 10, 15, 20 years can change somebody's life for the better. Cause I know everyone listening, watching the show, how much has bass fishing changed your life? Like what kind of trouble would I have been in had I not fallen in love with bass fishing? Right. So who wouldn't want to give that gift to somebody else, you know, and, and obviously Jackson already has that passion I don't, I don't need to light any more fires under him, but you know, we'll tell the story about how I got him into a kayak and it certainly has lit a new fire to the new segment of the bass fishing sport. So I don't, I just didn't want to take any, anything away, but at the same time, it's cool to note, you know, that I just happened to listen to this little voice in my head. You know, I just feel like it's, it's it was God's plan and God kind of speaking to me like to contact this, this young man about the kayak. And sure enough, he was into it and we got him one through, through Crescent. I pulled a few strings so we can get to him in time. And I never, never thought this would happen. I just thought it'd be really cool because he's a, a, a young angler that's, you know, I know going to inspire other young anglers. So that's what we want in the sport to continue to, to grow the sport, to get more youth in the sport. So that's the only reason I was doing it. I wasn't even sure he was going to fish the tournament. Anyway, that's kind of what happened. And the rest we can talk to Jackson and, and he gets all the credit for, I mean, he did it all, man. He caught the fish and yep. he found them. So we'll, we'll hear all about it tonight. So you have it, folks. You have Drew Gregory to blame for a 15-year-old kid yeah. taking your money. <laughs> nah, just, just hey, joking. He pushed, he pushed me down the standings too, bro. Like we all got pushed. You know, pushed you know what it is? Uh, it's funny, and um, not to take anything away from Jackson, of course, um, and we'll focus in. But I was uh, – so I was one bass short of completing a two-day limit. My last bass was 11 inches. As most of you know, 12 inches is the limit. And I looked at the standings, and I mentioned it on my previous show that I – I knew I needed one more bass. Like I needed a 1975 to overtake uh, at, at least before the standings went offline um, to take over uh, Jackson. So I wasn't going to throw a net rig. I was like, I can throw a net rig and maybe get a 12 inch bass and complete my limit. But it was too far on the day. I was like, I'm just going big bass hunting it because at that point I didn't care about seventh place. I just, or, or getting into money. I just wanted to make it to the TOC. So I was happy with just third place, not necessarily be Jackson, but just, Third place, so I was big game hunting, right? But then I look at the standings. I'm like, if I would have caught a 12 inch bass, and I would have ended right above the great Drew Gregory, and what a <laughs> nudge on my belt that would have been! I was like, man, that kills me. I would have <laughs> done anything possible to finish on top of the great Drew Gregory, and I think that's a yeah. that's more of a testament <laughs> uh, to the respect we have for you. Don't be like some of those losers online and blame Jackson for you not catching that last 12 oh, no. fish, bro. <laughs> I'm sure he was fishing on some, 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 oh, uh, area, no, but, but, yeah. but some people out there that just have nothing better to do that. They, they, it's like, it's like, it's his fault. Somehow they didn't catch any more fish. You know, it's like, anyway, it just cracks me up about, you know, uh, there's, there, there's keyboards worse. And, yeah. and I know some people were joking. Um, I mean, some yeah. people are just, you know, making light of the situation right. on, on the KBN podcast, uh, not on the KBN page or other pages as well. Um, and some of it might be a little booty hurt, whatever. But uh, we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Yeah. Um, but before we bring in Jackson, if we had him there on the back room for a little bit, congratulations to the top 50. 
uh, that made it to the Hobie BOS that was released today, depending on when you're listening. Um, but it was mm-hmm. released Thursday, the 22nd of September. So congratulations to everybody that made it, everybody that competed and tried to make it. Congratulations. Put yourself out there. You tried. If you didn't make it, no shame in that. It's it's a tough field. Real quickly, you got uh, number one, Cody Milton. Number two, Kristen Fisher, two of the best. Who, uh, event is at Cattle Lake. Who do you think wins the Angler of the Year? Man, you know, the Angler of the Year has never been won by the person that was leading. Um, I had... I think Cody has what, 292, 292 points. Is that right? Something like that. At yeah. All right. So the year I, I won, I had like 294 points, something, and two people were ahead of me. Um, it was uh, Russ Snyders and, and Jody Queen were both ahead, and they didn't get a limit one of the days of the TOC. I, you know, one was the first day. I think Jody did in the first day, and Russ did in the second day. And I ended up in seventh, and I won. So I came from third to win. Last year, I think Jordan came back from. I don't, it was down the field a very, yeah. very good bit. I mean, it could have been like eight, ninth, 10th, 11th, somewhere like way down the list. And uh, so they have, he has 292. Christine's right there behind him. I mean, anybody would be kind of like in the, I don't know, in maybe 15 points could probably win. But I'm going to put my money on Cody, uh, even yeah. though the, the leaders never won it because he's fished that lake so much. He's done so well there. I know he's going to go, you know, pre practice before the cutoff. And he's just, he smashes anytime there's cypress trees. We've seen what he's done yeah. on Santee Cooper and other lakes with cypress trees. And, and one, um, you know, I think Millwood before back in the KBF days or something like that. I don't know. But anyway, I'm going to go with Cody. Um, yeah. But if I look at the list, I'm sure there's a dark horse I can mention uh, down there as well. But it's hard to beat him. He's he's a good dude. And that, well that's he, he's linked to that lake. We've seen what he does in, in KBF national champion i don't think he fished that lake but he was in that area kato was one of those lakes and then this year as well he did great so i if it would have been any other lake i would have been christine fisher to overtake him too, but just because he's on kato i think he's he gonna he's gonna be the first time that the winner of the toc ends up being the um the angler of the year i just don't yeah. see any i just don't see him finishing outside the top five honestly with the history he has on that lake yeah that was, i mean Somebody that, right there. Russ could yeah. do it, man. He's right there in third. I mean, yeah. that's that's he's really good, man. He, he's oh yeah. He's like the angler, one of the guys I just oh man, I don't two, ever want to go up against Russ. He's so good, man. Two so, years ago, that was the whole thing. Russ and Cody Milton battling out. Now the recent more recently in the last two uh last year, Christine Fisher has upper game and she's you know coming up as you know consistently. Now we, we can definitely say she's right there as one of the best anglers uh, right now. But you know who can give a run for his for everybody's money? It's my next. It's our next guest. Let's bring him over because we've had him on the back room for a little bit here. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping.
MidwayUSA.com. Mr. Jackson and Fred, how you doing, gentlemen? We're doing great. How are y'all doing? Very good, man. Congratulations, Jackson. You don't only won. You won the Hobie BOS at Lake Darnell, and you also won the Youth Angle of the Year in Arkansas. That was the next day, right? Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, that, that was crazy. It's been, it's been a week for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Have you ever had a week like this? Uh, not, not this great, no. <laughs> How does this rank all time if, as far as your accomplishments? Uh, it, it's, it's up there at the top. It, it's, it's right there. I mean, I, I, it's just truly incredible. Fred, how about you? What do you think about what Jackson was able to do this weekend? Uh, I mean, it's 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 mind blowing to be honest with you. I mean, I mean, we all know this would have never happened if it weren't for Drew bringing that <laughs> kayak, you know, and, and and having Jim Ware, you know, deliver it for yep. him. But um, yep. I, you know, it, it. I myself, you know, I fish full time, major league fishing. I don't want to get into all that, but I was actually at my last term of the season trying to make my championship, and so my hundred percent focus at that time was on that. And I knew, you know, Drew and Jack have been talking. They're talking about getting a kayak and. Uh, you know, delivered to him, and I wasn't even sure if I was going to be back in time. I was. It was really cool to see Drew before the event and all that, and, and see this this awesome crescent kayak. And and I'm like, this thing is decked out. And Drew's going through all the details, and I mean, you know, it's incredible the new Sholey he designed. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, so Jack's fishing a tournament this weekend now. I, have you ever <laughs> been in a kayak? Like, I don't understand what's going on here. You know, so yeah. So for me to sit there as a dad and, and you know, the, the protective side is like, dude, you're not going all over this river. I, I'm running on a bass boat. I know what's out there. You can't just, you know, in my mind, I'm like, what in the world is going on? You know, but but I failed at making my championship. And he's got to crack at it at a whole new, you know, realm of fishing. You know, the kayak world has been nothing but great to us, but it's so new. And, uh, you know, I'm going to let Jack tell a story. I just, all I could do, because he's not old enough to drive, and I'm also an assistant football coach uh, for my youngest son, is take him to wherever he wants to go, drop him off, and I'll come pick him up at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, that's, my Saturday was planned out. Like, he doesn't have the, the, the luxury of being able to just, I don't like this area, I'm going to pull up and drive to another spot. You know, he's, where we launch him, he's stuck. And um, I, I didn't even know where he was planning on fishing. I, I had no idea where he wanted to fish. He had one day to practice. It was after school on the way of taking my other son to football practice. He had two hours. We dropped him down in the bayou at one ramp, and he told me to pick him up at another that I didn't even know existed. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he just, I think, I believe he just paddled the whole time and learned how to paddle a kayak because I asked him if he caught any fish, and he, he said he didn't catch any fish. So, you know, I. Was your yeah? I, I, I think yeah. his first fish ever might have been on the first day of the tournament. I don't know. Really, Jackson? <laughs> so was this your first time on a kayak? Actually, like literally on a kayak, not just fishing, but on a kayak. I, I've been on a kayak with my buddies, but for, it's the first time that I've actually, I guess, planned on going on a kayak. Every once in a while, I'll go with my buddies, and you know, we'll just go walk around the creek, and you're like, oh, we brought this little kayak, but it, it's nothing to compare to the like the. The right. Kayaks. I mean, those kayaks were, you know, I guess probably more like a news, if anything. But, right. Like, yeah. But so it was going on, uh, actually being on a fishing kayak. It's the uh, first time I've ever been on one. That's awesome. So, Jackson, let's start with uh, day one. 
what what was your plan heading into day one? Not the execution itself, but what were you thinking you were you wanted to do on day one? Um, on day one, uh, I wanted to get out there and just I just wanted to see what it would be like to go get up in some real shallow water. Uh, I, it's the time of the year for frog, and I love going up shallow. I know Drew does too. What do you What do you know about frogs, dude? You don't know anything about frogs. <laughs> and uh, I'm just thinking, you know, hey, if I, if, you know, if I go have fun, might as well go see if I can catch a big one on a frog. And uh, that was my goal. I was just gonna go with a backwater shoal, uh, you know, in the in the area pretty close to a ramp. I didn't want to get too far out there, but I wanted to stay like within about a mile. And there's so many little holes that you can get into that you can't get a bass boat into in that area. Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of kayakers up there that also I think had a, a close idea, but I mean I was just going up there to have fun. And what? Uh, so that was your plan. And how did the day go about? Tell us, like, when did you start catching fish? How did you yeah. start catching them? What? How did that day evolve from one bait? If you at any point switch baits or locations? So uh, I, I got out there and I was planning on throwing a frog most of the tournament. Just that was my plan. Just get up real shallow, throw a frog, and uh, uh, right off the bat in the morning had a had a big fish, giant. Come up, eat the frog, missed it. It was a, it was a complete mess, and I had to I had to get my balance to learn how to set a hook on the frog, and uh, probably should have waited till that next day to actually start throwing. You know, maybe not mess up a bite like that. Uh, but hey, it was it was still cool, and um, I'm, I fished for maybe about an hour, or, well, I don't know, thirty minutes to an hour with the frog before I had you know another bite or anything. So then I switched uh, a lipless when I saw some fish schooling right by the boat through a topwater and lipless and I ended up catching five and five casts. Wow. And what was the measurements, if you remember, of those first five fish? Uh, I think they were around uh, 12. I think they were all almost 12 inches. And I think the fifth one was a 17 incher. And then you got in, you got in up to 83 and a half inches, I think, the first day fairly quickly. Yeah. I remember looking at that sound. I was like, wow, this kid is. What do you at eighty three and a and and a half some something or like that? Then correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. How far did it? How long did it take you to reach that number? Uh, it took me. I mean, it, it probably took three or four hours of fishing to get to eighty three and a half. Uh, just constantly catching a. I caught a bunch of fish that day, and the problem is I'd cold by like half an inch or a quarter of an inch each time. I'm like, man, I, I got my biggest bite at the, of the tournament at the very end of the first day. And I'm like, man, if I could have had that earlier, you know, two hours earlier, I could have saved uh, six fish that yeah. didn't need to be caught. Hey, were those fish, by the way, when they were schooling and you caught five in five casts and you hadn't had much experience, obviously, catch photo releasing a fish and yeah. getting the picture on the measuring board. So <laughs> how nerve-wracking was that? Are they still busting as you're trying to get that – you know, picture yeah. and get it submitted and stuff, and you're probably freaking out. Like, I got to get back in there, you know? Uh, I, 100%. I, I was freaking out. I mean, I think I caught, like, seven fish in that school. And I guess the first fish that I caught of the five and five cast, I uh, went and just swung it in the kayak. And I'm like, oh, man, they're schooling. And <laughs> I went throwing the boat. And, I mean, it was probably – that one actually was probably two and a half pounds or so, maybe close to three. I don't know. It was in that range. And uh, it flopped right out of the boat. And <laughs> – <laughs> that uh, that was something I was like, oh gosh, like that probably just set me back a while. And then they just, I mean, they just continued schooling. And I totally forgot that you could take a picture and upload it later. 
because I would maybe have another uh, probably close to 10 minutes to fish on those schooling bass because it was a mess. Me getting the camera ready, you know, getting the tail on the board. I mean, just that first picture I sent is it, it wasn't too great. I mean, it, they weren't bad. Like, I didn't get penalties on those, but I was realizing, man, I probably could have gotten another quarter inch off that, you know, doing this. And, mm-hmm. and I was just trying to, you know, not mess around, but just try to get everything uh, settled down and uh, then get right back out there and try to catch another. Yeah. Dude, we were nervous when we first met on Wednesday. You remember, I tried not to give you too much, you know, got yeah. the, the boat coordinated and got it to, you know, that thanks to Jim again. And, but then I was like, Hey, you know, make sure you shove their face against the board, you know, their nose yeah. and mouth and their tails, you know, you can pinch it. Get, I'm trying to think, I don't want to give you too much, but I don't, but you need to know certain things, you know, and like, yeah. hold it down, get a safety with your hand on it first. Cause even though the Sholey's got that built-in catch board recess, you know, it can still, it can still flop out that high, you know, which is why I put my leg on the, the side. Some people, people put a net there on that left side where they flop out. But anyway, uh, man, I was nervous for you. I know your whole family was, but that's, that's funny hearing like kind of how it all went down now and, and that you just kind of figured it out. And and thanks to AJ too. Like, I mean, yeah. he, you submit stuff, he calls you or he'll text you yeah. do this better or do that. He's, he's the best at it, man. He's right on it trying to help us. So, you know, I'm glad that uh you had some good, some good instruction there and got it figured out, you know, in, in enough time to where nothing like hurt you, you know, at the end of the tournament. Yeah. The, the fact that you didn't get spun out when that 16 oh. incher jumped out of the boat, I, I would have been. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, not, it, I mean, it could work even her. mentally for sure. <laughs> I was still in such shock to catch a fish on the kayak. I was, you know, I just didn't really think of it much affecting me in the tournament. Right. After, I think it was when I got in that first dry spell of uh, fish and I'm like, <clears> I think I had like a 14 incher or something in my, or in the box at the time or, uh, you know, on the board. And I'm like, man. That 16 would really help right now. And then I think <laughs> at the end of the day, I think it might have helped by another maybe half an inch, but it wasn't it wasn't as big of a uh, – like I didn't need it as badly as I thought I did. You did, It didn't cost you first place, so you didn't yeah. need it at all. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. So after, let me ask you this. How many times, Jackson, have you fished a two- or multiple-day tournaments? Um, I fished maybe four, maybe five tournaments. The other than this, all the rest of them have been smaller, uh, like our club championship that we have, uh, and or just like the we have a big bass tournament we have out here. But I've never fished one that uh is like just two day national level, both days like combined weight pretty much. Yeah, by yourself. That's cool. Yeah, by myself. It's the first <laughs> the first tournament I've ever fished by myself. And that's why you yeah. felt I feel like you had no pre- you didn't feel the pressure because it's like you've never done any of this before. None of <laughs> it. Like you're fi- you're fifteen. Never kayak, never two day, never by yourself. I mean, what do I have to lose? Sort of mentality is kind of what yeah. I think in a no way just, it helps. Kind of thing. Yeah, it, it it can help. It takes the pressure off. Now, let me ask you this, Jackson, because I know um, when it comes to boat tournaments, right, if, if you find a hot spot in your multiple day tournaments and you say, you know, I've caught enough here, I don't need to sore lip them. I can just, you know, motor out of here and, you know, 40 mile per hour and get to my next spot. Kayak, especially on a paddle kayak where you can't, it's not as fast as a pedal kayak, right? Was there any thought of you saying, okay, I've got 83 and a half inches, I'm going to stop for the day? Um, cut it off early. Was there any thought in your mind like I want to save fish? I don't want to sore lip him, or do you just kept fishing until it lines out? I, I definitely had that thought a couple of times throughout the day, especially uh, they came back schooling again later in the day. Not not nearly as big of the numbers, and I caught like two or three. 
And I'm like, man, none of those fish, I mean, they wouldn't help the first day. I'm like, right. man, I probably need those tomorrow. And I mean, I, I didn't need them, but they would have, they were probably cold the next day. Uh, but yeah, I had, I had thoughts the whole time. Like, man, I should leave. I should go try another spot. And every time I would, I mean, I just have nothing. And I'd be like, man, I just need to go back and see if I can catch one more. <laughs> and I did it slowly, but I ended up catching, you know, just a fish every other hour, I think, at the very end. Interesting. So now, after day one, you look at the standings, you notice you're in third place. If I remember correctly, I think you were in third place on day, after day one. How were you feeling? Were you like, man, this could really happen? I can really win this? Or what? How how did you fail after lines one? Like, what was your mental aspect after that? I was in shock. I was like, wow. <laughs> just, I mean, that was the biggest bag I've had of the year out here. I mean, just going off pounds. I probably had close mm-hmm. 16-something pounds. I mean, all the fish I was catching were, like, fatter. And I was like, that's crazy. I've not even done that on the bass boat this year. So uh, I was so stoked just to be able to do it. But then, you know, I was also kind of thinking, oh, tomorrow might be a little bit of a mess, you know, trying to catch some of those fish that just didn't get caught the day before. And uh, I, I, I felt uh, confident in the areas, uh, definitely. So I felt like that helped out a little bit. What about you, Fred? How did you feel, you know, you're watching uh, this kayak tournament and you're probably thinking kayak tournament, what is this? And then you see Jackson third place with a good shot of, you know, of winning it on second day two. What was you, what were you going through like? Were you like, this really happened? How proud of were you of what he did? Oh, man. I mean, you talk about a proud person. <laughs> I was the <laughs> proudest. Um, That's cool, man. I mean, it, it's uh, just to see him competing and being competitive against you guys. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's yeah. uh, both you guys. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I, I've always known he's got the skill to catch fish. I mean, he's yeah, he's, he's just he, that, that's all he ever does fish. I mean, I he, fish hunt. I mean, he's an outdoors enthusiast all the way. Um, it it surprised me how quick he was able to pick up, like you were saying, the measuring of the fish, the 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 balance on the kayak, just getting there, controlling the boat. I mean, there's so much more variables that I mean, even when you get on a bass boat, even if you can catch a fish and you get on a bass boat for the first time, you have to learn how to use that boat to your advantage and he used that kayak to his advantage in so many different ways i'm sure when he hooked that first frogfish and realized you know it's a little different than yeah you know resistance on the hook set i mean that's a whole nother yeah. I, i can't even i can't even fathom that aspect i mean even with lighter line i'm sure those fish can can pull you you know oh, yeah um and, and that's uh I've, you know I, i wish i could tell you more about it but i don't know anything about it i mean <laughs> yeah. for him to go out there and do what he did is is, is absolutely remarkable yeah and, and i'm not surprised i mean i am surprised but his skill levels there it's just you're adding an aspect to it that is so new against the best in the world yeah you know and of course you know making that toc now he's got time to really think about it yeah you know practice practice he's got time to practice this game we've got some cypress tree little lakes around here i'm sure he'll probably go fish in the meantime and Yeah, and, um, just get familiar uh, around that kind of setting, but neither one of us have ever been to Caddo. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's cool. fun. It's cool. I'm excited for him. I can't Super wait. proud. Jackson, so, uh, after, 
Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Drew. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say this might be a good time to interject something. I know, like, you know, people out there, whatever they they say, what they say. Oh, no. Anytime, anytime anybody. I want to leave that for last. I know, I know where so, you're going. I want to yeah, leave yeah. that for last, though. I know where you're going. All right. Yeah, we'll leave that for last because I, I, there's a lot that I want to bring in to the conversation before we hit that point. And I know exactly where you're going with this. And I, and I apologize for interrupting no, you. I, I know, I know exactly where you're going with this. But your show, <laughs> Jackson. What did you learn from day one after day one that you didn't know about kayak fishing? Uh, uh quite a bit. I realized that the fish they they'll school right up next to your kayak. A bass boat, yep. uh, they'll, you know, they, they stay their right. distance. And uh, I also learned about, like, the electronics. I mean, I think the electronics had to do a little bit with it. I don't know if the fish could, uh, what the fish are, mm. if they're conditioned to it. But I know we'll stay on the same spots like I did in the kayak uh, with the, the bass boat. And they, I don't know if it might just be the bass boat electronics, but both of them, I think, uh, combined uh, made it a big difference from being in a kayak with, you know, just the bare basics on it. Uh, I mean, just like of what I brought. Uh, so I got to say, uh, overall, uh, I learned that those fish, well, they're still there, you know, just because you can't see them on live scope or, you know, whatever live uh, sonar. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are using the, uh, the, the fish are still there. They're in those areas. And Jackson, what, the, what were electronics? Well, you weren't using any electronics from what I saw in the pictures, right? No electronics no, at all? No electronics at all. Cool. That's because... And I'm glad you mentioned that because that's one of the points we're going to hit after uh, we cover day two. So let's start with day two. You you found what you wanted on day one. You you're sitting high on third place. Um, by the way, I was when I was Drew when I was looking at the when I, I was sitting in second place when I was looking mm-hmm. at the standings. Garrett Morgan, who's also from Arkansas, was up there, and Jackson. I'm like some Jackson kid, but I'm, Round Banis and I don't think I don't know who that kid is, you know. But um, I was like, more me sitting in second place, I was more concerned about what Garrett's gonna do the next day. Well, we go to Fred's house, you invited me over, Fred. And again, Fred, thank you so much for your hospitality. You have a beautiful family, uh, man cave that I dream of. Um, so I mean, congratulations, yeah. you've earned everything. I mean, this that's something you've built on. So, first of all, congratulations on building what you've built on in in. And second of all, thank you for sharing that. It was a beautiful yeah. experience thank with you. your family. I'm so glad you came out. It's so great to meet you. Yeah, it was fun. Awesome. So, cool. so after that, I talked, I meet Jackson finally. Like, oh, this is the kid in, in, in third place. And I, <laughs> me and Jackson started talking. And at this point, I'm really friendly with Jackson. I'm like, you know, I love this kid. He's got great personality. I like this kid. And then he tells me he caught 27 bass in day one. <laughs> and I was like, I don't need to talk to him anymore. <laughs> My competitive side was like, you did what now? I, like, I struggled to catch five bass. And even though it was heavy in second place, it's like, that's when I knew. When he said that, I was like, oh, no, this kid, I think is going to win it. Even as I'm going to try, you know, I'm not going to give up. But when he said, yeah, I caught 27 bass day one, I'm like, oh, this kid is on fish. When you look at the math, when you look yeah. at the averages, I mean, the kid is catching 30 bass per day and I'm catching five at best per day. Who, who you think top yeah. is going to be? So I figured, oh no, this forget about Gary Morgan. This not no disrespect to Gary Morgan, of course. But Dude. I think in my mind, oh no, Jackson, this kid is for real though. Like if he's on, if yeah. he if he's being truthful about this, yeah. this this kid is gonna is gonna do something on day two, and we we all need to be worried about him. We we were thankful it wasn't an MLF format, quite yeah. frankly, or a BPT. 
the BPT format, he would have uh, blown us all away even even more. So, so that's a little side story that was funny. Um, Jackson, now you're going to day two. You you know you third place. You caught 27 bath, I think, on day one. What was your plan on day two? Uh, I'm trying to repeat the same thing I did the day before. Uh, I I still tried. I threw a frog a lot more day two uh, than I did day one. I felt like I was able to get a hook set in them better. Uh, I think my first fish of the morning was on a frog. But uh, that was my game plan. It was pretty much just do a big repeat of day one and uh, just try to see if I can catch a big one in the mix. And how did that work out? Because I noticed you, when I when I caught my first fish, the first thing I looked was at the leaderboard. And I was like, I knew it. This kid is already has, it's the first hour. He already has three bass. And God knows how many more, at least three merchable bass. And that just kind of reassured me the things like, oh, no, I, I need to watch out for this kid because he's already on bass early in the morning. How fast did it take? I mean, how quickly were you able to get a limit and how much did you have to change to get that limit? Uh, right off the bat, I did the same thing. and I think I missed the same bass uh, big and on the frog. I just did the full <laughs> where they propel the frog out of the water and then a big old splash afterwards. And I, I'm like, man, that, you know, that kind of misses up the uh, first little morning bite. You know, just uh, thinking about losing a big fish like that. But um, it probably took me 30, 35 minutes to catch that first keeper. It was, I think, a 14-incher on the dot or yeah, right there. And then uh, maybe another 30 minutes go by and I catch two more. So it's about an hour and I have yeah, out of three fish. And then I, by an hour and 30, I think I had a limit. Uh, they ended up not coming up and schooling like they did the first day, but uh, I could just see a little, you know, there's a little uh, something on the surface, a little shad ball. And, uh, and I actually caught those fish uh, finesse fishing. They, they weren't eating uh, lipless in the top water like they did the day before schooling, but uh, they would slow down and just eat uh, eat a little finesse worm. So I think I caught like two bass back-to-back cast, and I was just kidding around. I, they're like, uh, my dad was out there. They're uh, on a boat way in the back with a bunch of other guys, and they're just taking pictures, you know. the No pressure, Jack. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> And I yelled, just kidding. I'm like, this isn't the fun way. I go, I'm going to catch him doing this, but this isn't the fun way to catch him because I was trying to catch him on a frog so badly, get a yeah. pull up for a picture. I threw finesse out there and ended up catching like a two and then a probably three and a half back to back, or my biggest bass of the day, back to back cast. And I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, it is a fun way to catch him. But... <laughs> yeah, now it is. <laughs> yeah, now it is. <laughs> now, they're in, now they're in the boat on the catch board. It's real fun. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think, yeah, probably about an hour and a half in, 8 o'clock or so. I think that's when I ended up having my limit. Yeah, I noticed that on the board. And then after, I think you, you're, you, when you caught your first limit, it was like 160, and then you kept upgrading. I don't know how many fish it took to upgrade, but you ended up yeah. with 163, if I'm not mistaken. I have to look at the standings. I was just looking at them earlier today. 163 was your total, right? Uh, I think it was just like, uh, yeah, right around there, 163. I think it was 165 inches of what I tied with. Uh, oh, 165. That's correct. You're right. You're right. right. I apologize. When the board went off, yeah, when the board went off, you had 163, I think. Yeah, and the board yeah, went off. When the board went off, yeah. yeah. And that, uh, I ended up catching, I think, just a couple more keepers. Uh, ended up catching one that was a mess to put on the board because it, it was a dirt. I had the front lips more than the back lip. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, it was really hard because I was like, man, if that bass wasn't if that bass wasn't deformed in the front, that would have easily been another uh, probably close to an inch or half an inch that I would have got off it. And then uh, I had another one which just quick thinking had the camera boat on me, and I think I caught three fish back to back to back, like just super super quick. And in one of the pictures of my my biggest fish, I caught in that little flurry. 
the tail popped up or something. Then the, uh, and then the other picture I got of it, the mouth was cracked open. And I was just doing it such in a hurry. I got camera boat on me, you know, it's just all the stress, you know. And it was awesome to be able to catch them on camera. That's just something that, oh, yeah. I don't know, it takes a lot of time, like, you know, for me to kind of zone them out. I'm like, I know they're there, but I'm going to try to act like I don't, you know, act like I don't know it. <laughs> and uh, that that threw a big setback, uh, having the penalty fish. And I I had that penalty fish until the very end, very end of the tournament. Or, yeah, last couple minutes. <laughs> How wow. did you how did you handle because I know like Fred you said that would have my head spinning around knowing that you you were you have the talent to catch him but one mental mistake could cost you the tournament how how hard was it to put it in the back of your to you know erase it from your mind and keep going uh, was it, it hard at all it, it was very hard uh, and the other thing is it's like 100 degrees out there Oh, I'm just sweating. Hot. I'm dying out there, and I'm sitting up there on the kayak, going left and right the whole time. And I'm just—I was so done by the like, not done, but uh, I was exhausted yeah. by like one one thirty. And I'm like, man, I know I'm no, I'm probably one fish out of this right now. So I I just kept to it and kept fishing, fished the same area. Uh, I didn't feel too comfortable leaving that area because I was like, man, I know. I know what I've seen live there from the two big frog bites. I might as well just uh, stick around. and It's the only thing I really have going for me. So I ended up staying there for about two hours at the end of the day. And uh, how many times did you look at the leaderboard on day two? What, did you ever look at the leaderboard to see where you at? I, I looked at it a lot. Uh, day one, <laughs> didn't really look at it. I mean, looked at it, uh, I guess, three or four times, probably day one. And that's why I was so shocked to see myself in third. But uh, day two, I, something about me, whenever I lost that fish, I'm like, oh, gosh, that fish uh, moved me down because I got a penalty on it. Oh, gosh, you know, this, watch me get down by uh, half an inch or whatever, you know, I'll be a half an inch or a quarter inch under, you know, and that could have uh, been the one to do it. But So you did feel the pressure. Just yeah. I, felt, yeah. I, felt, I definitely felt the pressure. On day two, I bet. And then they're out there in a boat just <laughs> yeah. watching me, and that that was insanely hard. I'm like, oh my gosh, why are they here? You know, <laughs> thinking I can't I can't focus because I look. Dad, you're embarrassing bit. me. <laughs> you got you got my uncle over there jumping off the back of the boat. You know, it was hot. Cats. It know. was still. Yeah. We were far, far away. Like, well, they, they, right they, were, they were far away. We were far away. Like, yeah. Like, still. Like, Cousin, jumps in. I'm like, what are you doing? It's cooling I, off. I'm That's like, funny. man, I wish I could do that right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so you're feeling the pressure like a score tracker pressure that your dad feels. So now you have a little yeah. bit of a fe- understanding of what he goes through because that's not easy, I know. But uh, that, tell me this. I know, I mean, you're 15. I, I can hardly remember what it was like being 15, but I know I had much <laughs> more energy now than I ever, you know, than I, than I, then, sorry, than I had now. So let me ask you this. Did you feel any different after two days on the kayak compared to two days on the bass boat or not so much because you kind of just stayed in one little spot? Because I'm paddling my my butt off around Dardanelle and all the backwaters, creeks moving, picking up in my Tacoma, moving three, four times a day. <laughs> and I was ready to just fall down and die after like the day, day two. But was it much different for you or it felt it, about the same? It was quite a bit. I mean, I moved around a little bit uh, on the kayak, not like that, nowhere yeah. close down that you moved around. But uh, I'd move around. I'm like, man, I can't just start the key and, you know, go yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and go idle the next spot. I'm like, 
that's going to take me 10 minutes to get there. And then if I don't have a bite in 30 minutes, I'm coming straight back, you know? And yep. just all about timing is what I was really down to in the tournament, just timing on a spot, when, where. And uh, I was like, man, I only have an hour to go check this because, you know, there might be fish that move up around this time. And, I mean, if it didn't work out, then I'm like, man, I should have definitely went down there. By the end of the second day, I was, I was, yeah, uh, uh, mentally, I was, yeah. you know, still strong, but physically, I'm like exhausted. Oh, yeah, I can't, I can't do anything. Yeah, anymore. yeah, really, definitely. I mean, yeah, it got Magn- magnifies. The, I think it magnifies decisions for sure in a kayak. You you can, you know, crank does. up and run back if someone's on a spot, and you can run back real quick and make you know. If you don't waste that much time, but in a kayak, it can, I saw schooling fish that were across the bay when I, where I started on day two and it was, it would have been a 10 minute paddle to get to them. And I was like, dang, dude, by the time I get over there, I just know what's going to happen. And then I'm going to cost myself 10 minutes there, 10 minutes back. Like they're going to be gone and stop schooling or somebody else is going to show up there because it was right in the morning yeah. and be on them. And it's just going to not be worth it. I mean, so it's tough. It magnifies those decisions for sure. And it's why I have such a, like a, a plan, a strategy laid out every day yeah. where to move and I always give myself an out. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I'll go to somewhere where I can just die. You know what I mean? Like I'm going, yeah. I'm committed. Like at that spot, it maybe it's a two mile paddle or whatever. It's somewhere where once I go in, I, I there's no going back anytime soon or wasting too much time going back. So that's kind of how I, I laid out. It's, it's a cool difference in our sports. It's just a different strategy and which is cool because I know uh, your your girlfriend and I talked about volleyball with you uh, a little bit on because she plays volleyball on, on Saturday at when you guys had us over and and I was kind of making the analogy that kayak fishing in my opinion is sort of like it, it's growing the whole sport of bass fishing and fishing but it's like beach volleyball and then there's hardcore volleyball yeah. indoor volleyball yeah. but they're both the sport of volleyball you know what I mean yeah. so and I, it's cool to see both these worlds coming together and combining you know the bass boat world the kayak world doesn't matter if you fish John boat whatever just wade fishing it's all bass fishing and kayak fishing just happens to be this segment that is like that beach volleyball it's growing the whole economy of the fishing and it's just a cool thing that we're all sort of embracing now and understanding that that the guys you know in our sport and guys and girls you know you definitely got to mention a few ladies out there like christine and some others that can really catch them are right up there when you look at the weight the length to weight calculator on the tourniac standings and the winning links slash weight if you convert it from the guys in kayaks they are right up there with the toppest highest level of competitive bass fishing and you could say well they can get to places the bass boat can't get but then there's also the the part of well we can't run 70 miles an hour to go and make decisions so it's kind of like yeah we get to access some water that they can't so that kind of helps us but then it kind of weighs back out that we can't run and then i don't know it's tough you get into some of these backwaters and these skinny creeks in places and there's only one alpha fish every so often. And if multiple people show up there, it makes it hard to win in those spots. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's a challenging game, man. I'm glad that you got, got to see it firsthand. Never expected you to win, but and have your whole family, you know, see what it's all about. And it yeah. seems like you guys are pretty excited about it. So that, that was kind of yes part of what I, why I would just stay in touch with you. I was like, you know, it's just cool to get more people excited about this sport. And I never dreamt it'd, it'd work out this way. So you never, you never thought it was going to cost money to everybody else. That's what no. I'm <laughs> yeah, no. sure. if, if I can say one no, thing, man. I, I just, what you've done <sighs> to change this kid's life, yeah. man, yeah. It's, it's so appreciated. 
Thank you. So hey, dude. Much. Hey, hey, man, everybody's had someone do that for them. Everybody. And that's, I mean, you look at a lot of the top anglers They're, I mean, they're really great at, at also helping grow the sport and get the youth in the sport. And I don't know, man, I just wanted to, I just saw his passion that, that kind of, and you've never, I've been around you close enough to know, like, and you've never like forced or pushed this on him. Like you just did it. And he has his own unique passion for it, which is kind of cool that he has his own unique thing on the kayak side now too. But like, that's, that's what it's all about. Just getting more people in it. And uh, I never expected this either. So I, I got to thank you know, my dad fished and my parents and, but there's, there was other people in my life that really took it to another level. Cause my dad wasn't like a pro obviously. And, uh, I worked at Bass Pro Shops and there was a guy there that took me under his wing and what happens to me if he doesn't do that, you know? So, right. um, anyway, I just am so thrilled for you guys and, and proud of you guys. And dude, no matter what, if you'd have just caught one fish or a limit or whatever, after day one, we were going to be so excited and thrilled. I, I never imagined, and you never imagined or dreamt that this was going to happen. You know, you never <laughs> didn't pre-fish. You're at school every day. You didn't really pre-fish, but those two hours, like on Thursday at a different spot, um, so people who, you know, out there might think, oh, he's, he's probably out there all the time. This is probably easy. He's caught hundreds of fish there. I mean, you told us already you haven't caught that much weight yet uh, this year and at that spot ever. So it's kind of like, dude, this was just meant to be. And, and that's mm -hmm. how winning tournaments always ends up being that way where someone can almost do no wrong. And it's like when I won at Darnell, a little fish jumped off my whopper plopper. And when it reland, you know, he got he got off, and I'm skiing him in, and it landed back by a root ball, and a 21 and a quarter ate it, and that got me big big fish, which broke the tiebreaker for me when I won there. It was by tiebreaker, and it also gave me enough inches to win. So, hey man, it was just meant to be, and uh, you know, I just was listening to that little still small voice and just sent you a message. That's about all I did, man. Pick up a phone, and make a couple of calls. So glad it worked out. So Jackson, you when you. Uh... When you go into now, you know, the the presentation, right? Leaderboard shows you you're in the lead before they turn it off. I think at that point before they turn it off, you were tied with, and I forgot to his name. I don't forgot his name. I forgot how to pronounce his name, so, and I don't want to butcher it. Uh, but uh, do you remember who it was, Drew? Uh, um, when the leaderboard went off? Yeah, took, he was I tied think... in second place for – Well, I got a screenshot of it. Yeah. I believe I have a screenshot. I'll tell you here in a second. So anyways, yeah, so while he checks on that, and, and I, I want to mention the name because I want to give credit, you know, but you're tied for first place with this gentleman. Um, what was it like during the, you know, they start calling out the names for, you know, the ones that landed in the money, and you're, you know, you see your name staying there, staying there. What was that like? Oh, uh, it was crazy. I mean, yeah, leaderboard went off. I was in, I think, first, and. Uh, I I was hoping that I ended up catching one right after the the leaderboard went off at like five ten minutes left. Ended up catching a, a a fifteen and three quarter inch fish that gave me an inch and a half, got me to sixty five inches, and uh, I was like, wow. And then as I did that on the way back from on the car ride back, I was thinking, if I just upgraded after the time stop, I wonder what everyone else did because you yeah. can't just see. And that's my mind thinking man and then uh we're getting back and aj mentioned something about uh i was surprised you didn't like you know didn't sandbag through them. and i'm like oh my gosh i didn't think of that like you know. <laughs> well drew had mentioned it yeah, that, that day yeah. earlier and i think i yeah. kind of shut him up i was like just don't even get in his head like that yeah <laughs> it's like you know these guys they will 
they'll hold on to them and log them all in during that time at the end of the day because they have till three thirty to log them in. Yeah. And Jack caught that last fish maybe fifteen minutes, maybe even ten, five minutes before lines were in. And um I remember shouting, You did it. And I, and I was like, Oh gosh, I'm gonna jinx that. <laughs> <laughs> I had that that like internal feeling that it just happened. And um Gosh, I, was, I did not want to be wrong. <laughs> so you were both nervous. So Jackson, you finally when they call your name, how did you feel? What oh, was going it, through your mind? It, it was incredible. I mean, like just sitting there, and I was just waiting. I'm like, okay, any spot I might be called. You know, I mean, I knew I, I knew I was getting paid, but I did not know. I didn't know what spot I'd be in. Uh, of course, hoping first, but I would have been. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, I wouldn't have been as happy, but I wouldn't have been happy anywhere up there. I mean, I caught a bass on a kayak and then let it alone get a check on my first ever kayak tournament. So uh, I'm waiting, like, everyone they call, you know, they caught, like, uh, 15th or 14th up. And they called, like, uh, 10th and to 5th or 6th. And I'm like, my name hasn't been called. I get in the top five. And then they called my name up there for the top five. I was I was so stoked. Just getting top five. And uh, at that time, I wasn't even thinking about making the uh, tournament of champions. I was just thinking, wow, I made it to the top five in the first ever event. And then uh, they start calling the names off. And whenever they they got the three, <laughs> my lit, my face lit up. Like, I was like. You're in the TOC. Yeah, just made my, I just punched the ticket to my first ever, you know, championship for a big tournament. And, uh. And now I'm going on, and I'm going to. Uh, and then they called third, and I'm like, I got top two. And uh, when they called both of our names up there and told us about the tiebreaker or the tie, and uh, just going through it, uh, they're like, okay, both these guys, you know, both had 165 inches, and they both caught 18 inch fish, and uh, but only one angler caught, you know, a fish over 18 inches. And now my dad mentioned this in the. Uh, what I think earlier, and I'm, I was thinking, oh, that mean 19 inch plus. I'm like, all my fish were consistent. They weren't. I didn't have anyone like you had a giant. Both of you guys had a big fish. Yeah, that set you apart from everyone else. In the or on the, I think were they both on the first day of the tournament? And, you know. Yeah, mine, I got yeah. two big fish on the first day of the tournament. Yeah, mine, mine was the second day. Uh, second day. I had 18 and a half. I had 18 and a half the first day, I believe. But uh, yeah. uh, 19 the second day. So it's like 19. the only thing I. One thing I got over you on this one, on this tournament. Uh, but whenever they were calling that, I'm like, man, I got an 18, 18 and a quarter, and an 18 and a half. I think were my three, my three big fish. I mean, they were they were all consistent in that range. 
and out of 17, you know, 16, yep. and a couple 15s. And I was like, I knew I was in that range. And uh, whenever they said with 18 and a half inch uh, fish, I'm like, wow. And my, my, my face just, I was in disbelief. I mean, like, it, I think like, <laughs> there's pictures of me just in awe, like what yeah. just happened. In no, all, we're seeing it. We're seeing it right now. It's still there on your face. Yeah, it's yeah. Still, right it's still here. <laughs> By the way, Francis Trent came in second. I want to give it. And Jordan Marshall came in third. Yeah, yeah. So, when, so uh, go ahead, Jack. Sorry, I apologize. I well, about to say when uh, Francis was up there, I'm like, oh, he won the tournament. I mean, I didn't get any. I didn't get a big one. And I was thinking, with seeing his name down below on uh, the first day and seeing his name in the top two on the second, I'm like, man, he had a big bag. You know, I'm like, he had to have had a giant in there, you know, or something to offset it. And I guess all his fish were just more consistent than mine. And, you know, just like uh, the size wise, they mm -hmm. were all, I think, right. They had to have been probably around 17, 17 quarter yeah. inches. Right. His average fish. And I was just like, you know, I was already like, congrats to you. I got second place. I'm so stoked. And then. <laughs> I think we both we both were thinking that it was that way, and then both the tables turned out there at the very end. I was it was it was incredible. Fred, how about you? How was that nerve wracking moment waiting for your name, your son's name to be called, and if it was going to be first, second, third, or wherever it was going to end up? Yeah, I mean, just kind of going back to just pulling up to the you know to the building and and going inside and, and realizing he's gonna need to fill out a tax form for a check i'm like he's got a check he's in the top 10 probably or top 14 or whatever it was to get paid i was like dude i'm so proud right now i'm like cloud nine you know and just super stoked but all day long you know obviously i'm i'm, I'm thinking about the odds and statistics one thing i did good in school um you know if he finished third if he had the third best bag the first day and he had when this when the score stopped he was the ninth best bag out of 141 of you best anglers a third and a ninth, it's got to balance around at least fourth to sixth place, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, in my mind, he's somewhere mm -hmm. in that. Could he get into that championship with the top three? Maybe, but unlikely. Yeah. And then when they called the 14th place um, in inches, overall inches, and it was like 154, I think it was somewhere around that, but it was, <clears throat> yep. it was like 11 inches shy of where he was at total. I was thinking, oh man, there's some sandbaggers. I mean, that's the, yeah. that's the word we use in yeah, yeah. tournament. Yeah. I guess maybe it's the same when you guys use when somebody's holding back and you know logging them in late or whatnot. And so it just kind of went up, and it, it, there was just you could just see it was getting closer and closer. And then when they got the top five and they called him and and uh, you know Russ Snyder and I knew Russ. You know, I've known Russ actually way back in California, but before mm -hmm. he ever kayak fished, we bass fished together. So I mean, not not like together, but against each other and stuff. And I've known him for years. I knew. And I follow you guys, you know, obviously I followed Drew when he introduced me to the sport and I followed Russ and um, Christine Fisher and, uh, you know, just several right. guys. And, and so I kind of got an idea, but man, I'm telling you, I just didn't think he was going to get that. I mean, I, not that I didn't believe in him. I yeah. just know how, how good you guys are and, and what you guys do. And I mean, when, when Drew was already out of that batch because you already got a good finish. Right. You know, you got mm -hmm. top 10 and everything. I was like, okay, you beat Drew. That's like. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> yeah. You got one, 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 one guy closer to Mike Tyson and punch out. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
It was a stacked uh, field. Very I really didn't know the other guys just because I'm, I'm not familiar. I know they're all sticks. I could tell the, the confidence they all had. And yeah. so I was, you know, I was, we were all sweating. Of all the tournaments I've ever fished in my entire life, and I'm talking all of them, Bassmaster Classics, you know, Championships, Red Crest, you always had an idea who won before it happened. You just right. you knew. In this situation, none of us had a clue. I mean, I was completely in the dark and yeah tears just flowed out of my eyes so, yeah that was cool man I can't it was even cool. explain it dude so yeah, cool. i've got i've got that gopro footage i'm gonna get it to you guys and y'all can share it if you want um but oh. I, I you know when i filmed the, the results and then i turned the camera and you guys hug and it, it was the most pure moment yeah. and that's when it like that's when my heart sunk when i see them welling up with like tears your mom and, and your dad and, and your grandmother she's in the background of my gopro photo just mouth wide open so excited everybody that was when it hit me as a dad too you know with a, with a son as well and a daughter but i was like oh my goodness dude like I, I can't even i don't even like it's just the weirdest feeling you can't explain it, it felt better than winning darnell my own and that the because i knew i had like a little like hand in this thing like if i don't make this message to to jackson yeah. None of this, and it wasn't even like the money. That's cool for your savings and all that, but it was like the memory and the moment that that yeah. was able to afford this family is like that's what life's about. The money that you know all that can spend, and we'll be gone one day. But that right there, you can't you can't buy that. So that was the coolest thing to me, man. That made me so excited for you guys too. So it's really awesome. I got the results by the way. Uh, like you said, Garrett had eighty nine on day yeah. one. And he fell, I think he had like 71 on day two. It's hard to duplicate on, especially yeah. on that body of water. It that's why, for me. <laughs> that's why, that's why you said, Armando, when you knew he caught 27 fish, you realized you were in trouble. I knew at that moment <laughs> that this guy is going to win. No, at least I didn't knew completely he was going to win it, but I figured, okay, right. the, I forget about, again, all the respect to Gary Morgan. But at that point, my attention shifted to like, they, maybe it's not Gary Morgan that I need to worry about. Maybe it's Jackson. Yeah, and so Garrett ended up, and it, you know, he's a great tournament, a, great year, great by tournament. the way, by by Garrett. Garrett had an amazing yeah, gonna, year. Most we'll of us will kill to have that year, like he for did. sure. We'll be battling it out at uh, Pickwick ba for Bassmaster AOI with uh, Mark Edwards, Justin Large, and maybe Eric Siddiqui. About maybe five of us kind of in the mix, but he's had a great year. And then yeah. you, Armando, were you at eighty-eight and a half and second? And then we all know what already happened to you the next day. It's hard to even get five a day, you yeah. know. Like any, if you look at any major bass fishing circuit even the, the pro bass boat world getting five a day on the five fish limit format is critical and yep. even all the top pros you know don't do that it's not like it's it's not easy so uh, but anyway you had a great finish as well but that's what happened to you that where jackson was able to, to jump over you brandon prince uh, actually took out the same place brandon did at the end of the day when i went to the spot where i said i, I kind of died into my day there he only had like 75 on on day two or 78 maybe so you had 83 and a half on day one and 78 so that's how he was already below you you know what i mean on on day one that's how he fell uh below you and he still had a great finish too and then troy inky i don't know if he even ended up getting four i don't remember him i could be wrong but i don't remember him but anyway you get the idea and then russ was in six with 82 and a half uh and francis tran was right below him at 82 and a quarter but russ i think had 78 as well so it somewhere like that so it just wasn't quite enough and and Francis just he Francis had 82 and a quarter and 82 and three quarters. So he, like you were saying with his fish were consistent all, you know, tournament, yeah. his two links were, he was the most consistent on the links as well. And he was in seventh place on day one. And if you took day two on its own, just by itself, 
he had he was in fifth place for for day two so he was like a fifth and a so that got him up there so that's kind of how it all shook out man and in hindsight it was crazy so going back to so now that you know after everything's done i wanted to touch and do i'll let you touch on it because remember i'll tell you we'll leave it till the end so go ahead if you remember go i'll let you leave with this Sure. I mean, all I was going to say is just that we hear the story and I see, I was with the family all week and kind of knew what was going on. I, even when I gave him the kayak, it was like, Hey, I guess I'll fish this tournament. I guess it might as well. Right. I didn't, you know, I knew he wasn't going to have any really pre-fishing. He didn't know where he was going to go. There was no, nothing like his dad had just gotten back from, you know, Mille Lacs Lake on the BPT tour. Hadn't been on the, on Dardanelle in a, quite a while. So like all these things, I was like this, you know, he, he's got some knowledge, but if you take the the bass boat world, I don't want to pick on one person, but I kind of have to here. Just like in recent memory, uh, look at Justin Atkins on the Elite Series last year. Home Lake, Pickwick Lake. I'm going to smash. And he has too many spots in his head, right? And he's an incredible angler. So, I, you know, it's no problem picking on him because he's like one of the best. And he finished like 88th or 86th or something, basically the bottom like 10% on his home lake with pre-fishing time. In the exact same boat he's going to use during the event, Jackson had no pre-fishing. I mean, imagine giving Justin Atkins a kayak and, and saying <clears> no <throat> pre-fishing and you're fishing in a kayak now. That's kind of what we did over here with, with Jackson. He got in a, a kayak at, you know, last minute, first time in it, no pre-fishing. I mean, it's not like it, people out there just want to just in their fairyland world just think it's it's so easy if you just – have the waypoints and you know this dude it's not easy even for the best pros who have pre-fishing in the exact same boats they're going to yeah. fish out of cliff prince on the palaka you know when they launch out of palaka on the saint john's he's had some pretty bad off tournaments too he doesn't just win and other people had dardanelles their home lake you know what i mean that in this tournament it's not like it's just jackson he went out there he caught the fish it's hard on any level even the pros so all the all the credit is due it was just his time it's just it just was his time and and his talent. His talent. I I want to. I I know what you're saying, but I don't yeah. want when you're saying it's his time. It yeah, kind of sounds like we're taking away from it. It's not that it was my opinion, my personal opinion. Right. It's not Just that it was his be. time. Is that he is this talented? To so say Absolutely. it's his time is like destiny. No, it's not destiny. That he is this talented. Like right. he owned this. It wasn't. It wasn't destiny. It wasn't luck. It was this kid is this talented and. So mm-hmm. I I want to at least from my standpoint clarify that because I believe it's it's not destiny it's yeah. you're that good Jackson you're that good that you can go up the best of the best and beat them now I I know yeah. and I don't want to pick on everybody I don't want to make a big deal out of it because I know on posts and conversation about other anglers some of them is just joking tongue in cheek right yeah he has that waypoint some of them are more serious note that like oh no yeah yes advantage and. And I said it on my uh, last week's podcast when I was doing the solo episode recapping my experience. Um, Jackson has nothing to apologize for. To say that he is in a privileged situation, being the son of the great Fred, um, that is his home lake. Yes, we're not going to gloss over that. Yes, it is. But at the same time, he Jackson is his first time on the kayak. He didn't have waypoints because he didn't. Yeah. Guess what? He didn't have electronics. And he found and he those waypoints. Yeah, and he didn't have a pedal kayak. So, so anybody that seriously, I'm not talking about the jokes and all that. That's that's yeah. fine. That's just tongue in cheek. But for those that seriously are going to put a question or an asterisk on Jackson's win, shame on you. 
Because if you were yeah. there and you had a pedal kayak, you had electronics, and you had time to pre-fish, then I'm sorry, Jackson beats you on pure, pure talent. That's just, I, I don't care if you're booty hurt. Jackson beat all of us <laughs> in pure yeah. talent. So that it is what it is. I don't think anybody should take it away from him. Um, and I'll, I'll defend that as much as I can on my podcast. And again, I know some people are <laughs> yeah. just joking. No, you but, know, yeah. you know. Unfortunately, it just, there will always be those people. And yeah. if that's what makes them feel better to say things like that, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. The kid whoops me almost every time I get <laughs> on the boat. So, I mean, it's, he's very good. And you should, if he had electronics, it would have been a totally different deal because he would have absolutely smoked them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and he's going, and you're going to put some on your kayak. I'm sure now that you've got it and you have time, you're yeah. sure you're going to, you're going to add them on there, get that garment well, we, on there. And we just gave him $8,000 for him to yeah. up his game. So watch out. <laughs> yeah. Now let me ask you this, Jackson. And I did mention on all fairness, I did mention this on my podcast um, last week's episode. I do think that it's fair for us, you know, and I'll go back to you and minor when you and minor, I think came second place in Tennessee, the you first and- tournament, he, he borrowed the kayak and he came second place against uh, Ryan Lambert. I think Ryan Lambert wanted or, or one, or he won and Ryan Lambert came second. I'm not sure, but I think Ryan Lambert won it and he came second mm-hmm. and there was so. a bunch of accolades. And I'm thinking in my mind, you know, the kids is home Lake the first time on a kayak. I like to see him do this again before I give him, you know, props being one of the world, one of the best. Sure enough, that was two years ago. Last year, you and Minor did great. This year, he's doing amazing. And I, and in all fairness, I'd say that. You know, I said before we we baptized Jackson as you know as one of the greatest in the sports. I like to see him do it again. You know, um, and I think that's fair. You know, we and not that I don't want you to do it. Obviously, I want you to do it. Anybody that think that Jackson is gonna go overhead and duplicate the same thing, which I wouldn't mind seeing it, but um, duplicate the same thing in the TOC at Cattle Lake is unrealistic as well. We we can't judge what Jackson does next. If if you Jackson, if you do decide that you want to stay in kayak fishing, right? Because you this might be just a one time thing, and you decide you move on to bigger and better things, and that's great. That's your decisions. But if you decide to stay in kayak fishing a couple of more years, I mean, we can't just say, well, let's see what he does on Cattle Lake. Well. That's not fair either. I mean, Cattle Lake is a completely different beast, and, and it's three days of, uh, of uh, full limits. How do you see yourself, Jackson? And Do you feel like you have something to prove now that kind of like have a target, so to speak, on your back? Oh, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I came in this – I mean, just to this event, and I was just going to have fun. And now I feel like – I don't know. I Definitely that was, you know – it's just something I have talent in uh, for this lake, but you know, going out there and trying to compete at Caddo, that's what I really want to kind of see how how this whole kayak fishing is. I feel like this was just kind of like a free trial, you know, not really. Yeah, yeah. Kind of going out, testing it out on a body of water that I know not not as well as I was able to learn this the last couple of weeks, uh, but then go out at you know Caddo against uh, you know all everybody else that's made it that far, you know, the top. Uh, other 49 there, you know, that have made yep. it, you know, been able to make it that uh, great tournament. So I, I can't wait to get out there. I have no idea how it's going to go, but uh, I feel like, I feel like that'd be a really cool event. And then, you know, who knows how I'll do there. Yeah, man. Playing with house money, as they say. So yeah, if you just keep that same attitude, just keep 
having fun, going out and have fun. And who cares? I'm telling you, that's, that's probably the most dangerous attitude to have in this, this sport, mm-hmm. you know, being, getting free and relaxed like that. That's, you just yeah. gotta learn, learn to just keep that man. So fishing free. I like it. Now, yeah. Now you have, you do realize you have to take training into how to defend yourself. Some alligators, you know, back <laughs> there in Cato, right? Like <laughs> you have to give you training on that, especially in that little crescent, you know, you can't fall off the cat of the, of the kayak on that lake. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I don't think you can't fall off a crescent, you know. I mean, no, yeah. I think he's pick. I think he's picking at you, Mondo. I think you might know the story, the ICAST story. Uh, I did fall out of a that, kayak. That is, oh, no yeah, yeah. That is funny, man. How uh, in kayak fishing, that's one of the the things. Like, oh my God, if you fall off a kayak, then it it must, you know, it must not be me. It's got to be like the kayak, or whatever. Which it's just everyone has a different balance point. A kayak has, you know, different kayaks are designed for different things. Some are super narrow and fast, so they're maybe not yeah. as stable. Some are super wide for standing. And that's, it's like, they're all just, just different. And it takes a while, like riding a bike to figure out, yeah. to get your right balance for that particular tool for that job. And, or, you know, even earlier you said something about, you know, well, you didn't have a paddle, a pedal kayak. And it's kind of like funny. Cause I almost chuckle. I'm like, to me, a lot of the places I go and the places, the things I do, that that's a negative the, yeah. the the pedal but for other people for what they're trying to do and, and go far it's a positive so it just depends on how you fish your style bass boat world you got your your 10 boats your aluminums they're made to do a little a few things a little bit different maybe get you some places different in the kayak world we've got this cool mix of of boats that you know do all different things so uh that's that's one of the coolest things about our sport is that you can own multiple you don't have to fish out of the same one all year you can own two or three that are kind of specialty for certain things. And then when it's time to use that tool, just like you picked up that drop shot, that worm, it's, you know, it's time to use it. And uh, it can help you just make that little bit of difference that could possibly be the difference. Yeah. So Jackson, let me ask you this. Do you see yourself doing this next year? Like more of a normal national trail, not just Arkansas? Yeah, I'll definitely try to uh, fish more of these next year. I mean, it's going to gonna get his license. going to get a driver's yeah, license. Yeah. Watch yeah. out. He's going to be, he's going to be all over the country. Fred, how do you feel about this now that you may have, may have to drive the, you know, for six months, may have to drive off. No, 10 months up and down the country. I mean, you know, we'll do anything for our kids and all, but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we just got to look at the schedule. We got to look at my schedule. I mean, I, I was, I mean, there's, we've got, we've, we've been talking about certain op- options for next year. Um, I, I see him fishing a lot more kayak tournaments in the future. I know he really hasn't thought about it. He's just, he's 15. He's been going to school, homework, everything else going on in his life. But I think he's, he's, he's dreaming big right now. And that's what we want to see. And just like you said, Drew, I mean, when you fish free, just happy and you're fishing mm-hmm. because you love to fish, you're not fishing because you're competing. You're going to flat out catch him. Bobby Lane, Bobby Lane, just one red crest this year. He gave me the best piece of advice anyone's ever given me in the, ever in fishing and i was at the gas station and i was i was frustrated it wasn't taking my credit card and, and he just walked up to me he goes it's right before takeoff you know like before we launch our boats and stuff and he goes and i'm at the gas pump and he goes fred an angry man catches no fish and walks away <laughs> and i just looked at him and i'm like holy smokes i'm i'm coming across angry mad and it's so true like if, when that yeah. thing comes out of his boat, first thing couldn't didn't even get the opportunity to measure it. I would have been so dang angry. It would have been hard to to flip my mindset for him. 
He's just having fun. He's not even he's not worried about competing against you guys. He just right. wants to get one measured in and see his name somewhere on that list at the end of the day. That's I mean, cool. That's, keep that's try cool. to keep that. Yeah. Try to keep that because I know once this gets serious, it I had I lost my second fish on day one and it I was like, oh my God. I was praying yeah. so hard that I would catch him again. I eventually I did, but you know, the being being having the young, the youth, the energy. And the freedom of not having to worry about other stuff. Somebody told me, says, um, I recently retired from my job. And I was talking to Brian Chilo, the, the CEO, as we call it, of Paddle and Finney. told me, dude, now that you retire, you can focus on fishing. You're going to, it's going to change so much. Because you don't have to worry about, well, bills and all that. And I have to go to work. And it's true. And and Jackson, I mean, take advantage of that. I mean, and we will, lo- again, this you, your future, your, your decisions uh, always, uh, you know, with you, the dad, your support of your dad, but we would love to see you, you know, in the kayak fishing yeah. uh, industry for years to come. Just like we've, we've watched you and minor dominate over the last year. It's great for the sport. It makes us all better anglers, you know, try and go out there and not let this 15 year old kid take our money. You know, it makes us better. It gives us hungry for more and uh, puts pressure on us to, to, you know, to get excited about this sport. So we, we are more than happy to have you, come up it, to the kayak fishing community and our motto don't worry he'll be 16 and after may next yeah. Year. <laughs> yeah, may. four years i can't say i was being by an adult there we go there we go that's sure. good advice hey i gotta ask you this uh you know because uh we had a call with the the marketing director justin at, at crescent earlier and he wanted me to ask you this he forgot to ask you so your dad you know he's he's coined the phrase boom boom and he's got the frog you know that's kind of what, what he goes by I mean, as, as you keep going on to this week, I can see on your Instagram profile, that's your future aspiration is certainly to fish for a living. So, I mean, come on, like what, if you thought about anything, I mean, you won this tournament, like what, what could your, your phrase be? You know, we got to think about this. Uh, you don't tell us now, but I got an idea. You got to think, think of something. Instead of being able to go, yeah. pew, pew. No, someone made this comment. Someone made a comment on my Instagram uh, and they said, uh, what was it? Uh, I'll tell you right now what it said. They actually said this exact same thing. They said, awesome story. I love me some boom, boom. So what's the kid's nickname going to be? Jack, Jack is taken by the Incredibles. <laughs> so I, I don't know what the Incredibles really, I don't really watch them, but apparently Jack, Jack is taken, but I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, I was thinking, I mean, I've been called boom, boom, like boom, boom, and boom, boom, junior. I mean, for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking having to name outside of that, you know, I've been called uh, Hammer Jack for a while. Hammer Jack. So. Oh, yeah. That, that's that right. I did. That's right. You, that's uh, right. You said that, Fred, on your post. It's either Boom Boom Jr. or Hammer Jack. I mean, Hammer Jack. Hammer Jack. That's I cool. Like I'll, I feel like I'll probably take in the Hammer Jack a little bit more. Uh, oh, yeah. That's so, cool. Yeah. You know what somebody's I mean. Somebody's got to run the Boom Boom brand at once. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're uh, still young, Fred, right? You're not. Uh, you yeah. got the best years ahead of you. I'm 43. Yeah. yeah, you're young. You had the best yeah. years well, ahead of you. You know what? Jackson, you can be the CEO of the Boom Boom brand while still being called Hammerjack and have the Hammerjack line and the Boom Boom line just both right. going simultaneously and, you know, take over the whole fishing world here. Well, <laughs> let me ask you this, um, Fred, and before I, we kind of close this out, not as far as fishing, but, you know, you having your own brand and you as a father, you, you know, you probably as a man, you know, you, you, you can, you have thick skin, you can deal with the keyboard warriors and all that. When it's your son, it hits different, obviously, you know, it's yeah. I would say, oh, yeah. any father would say that. How do you kind of like train Jackson into, you know, 
this is great, but you know, there's the keyboard warriors. There's, you know, the, especially when you just not just out there fishing, but growing your brand, you know, having to deal with that. What advice did you give Jackson for that to you stay know, focused and give, leave the noise out? It's funny that you say that. Cause I was thinking about that. And I get it a lot and you know, it, it actually helps because Jack will see them as well. And I'm always thinking, man, you know, I got to, kid that wants to do what i'm doing you're gonna you know poke fun at me or whatever you're doing and it's we just laugh at it we think it's so yeah. funny because we enjoy our lives we're doing what we want to do and in the end of the day who are they you know yeah, what i mean exactly. like what does it really matter and uh jackson's actually stronger head than i am at it because i get angry <laughs> yeah. he doesn't yeah. care yeah. jack don't care he actually, I think one of the best memes was the, um, yeah, that, the, the he's got a meme now where, where the uh, a Joker. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that, that meme. It's like the best meme. We laugh. I, that, oh, that was awesome. It's that awesome. was funny. Uh, yeah. I, I got to think, like, even guy coverage is still coverage. You know? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, yeah. Oh, but, and, and I don't think that was meant as uh, that no, was no, more no, a joke no, on no, us, no, yeah. No, no, that was yeah. Right. Like, no, yeah, I want right. to see a lot of that stuff. That's awesome. No, but I mean, I got to think people, if they are hating on me, they're like, that's right. Hey, they're still, I mean, they're still saying I'm out there. So, I mean, that's yeah. right. And there's a reason because you're, you've done something well or, and I tell yeah. you what, the people who do that, especially the ones that are even out there fishing against you, you've already beat them before lines in on day one, dude. If you have that kind of mindset and you're worried about other people and, and you're trying to like, you know, make excuses why somebody may have had an advantage of this or that you've already lost like before it's even begun. You're never going to be a winner. You'll never be, you'll never get there. Cause I don't, it's just funny. Like, I have the, uh, you know, we have resources in this sport. There's no rules against information and stuff like that. And I mean, I just fish differently, differently than a lot of my bass boat counterparts. And I've told this to people, you know, they've mentioned to me before, just, I say, Hey, I'm going to this place. I'm not like talking to them about getting information. I just mentioned, Hey, here's where I'm fishing next. And somebody will say, Oh, you should go try this or that. I'm like, all right, cool, man. Thanks. And then I go, I do it my way. I never even take into account anything. That, Cause I just enjoy finding the fish on my own. And they're just trying to help because they know that, you know, there's no rule against it and people love to do that. But that's not why I got into this sport. And, you know, not that I've never like gotten a piece of information that helped me and not, and there's nothing wrong with that because it's within yeah. the rules, but it's just funny how people will try to pick at everything and they see people that are connect, well connected in the industry and they just assume, well, that's why they've, they're doing so well. And it's so they're, those people have already lost because they don't understand yeah. it's, it's hard. You can't ever replace hard work and the passion. And that's what Jackson has. That's what his dad has. And that's what makes him winners. And I think, and, I think him watching my career, he knows I don't yeah. get, I don't receive information. He knows that yeah. the reason I'm still on the top level of, of, of the sport that I fish is because I go out there, I work hard and he sees that yeah. and I do my own thing. And I try in my mind to believe that what I'm doing is different that's than right. everybody else. Because in the end, that seems like what wins tournaments. So yeah. Um, people that think information is, is something that I, 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 I don't, yeah. I don't see that being a factor at all. No. Yeah. And, one time or go right. ahead. Uh, I was going to say, Jackson, you, you, you obviously have your dad as a mentor. You don't need advice from me and, and Drew Gregory, uh, from the kayaks is, uh, giving you mentoring from the kayaks perspective. But one thing I can tell you working the social media side of things is, and I've said this, it's kind of outdated, but I've said this to other, um, content creators where they have to deal even content creators more they have to deal with the keyboard warriors and the haters nobody hates the cleveland browns but 
back when this was popular. But everybody <laughs> hates the New England Patriots. What's the difference? Cleveland Browns can't win anything. And I always say this. I apologize to everybody but from Cleveland listening to podcasts. That's just what it is. <laughs> but everybody hates the New England Patriots because they win it. Well, back then when they had Tom Brady, they would win everything. So right. when you get haters, when you get people trying to put you down, that means you're the New England Patriots kind of thing. You're in that yeah. territory. You're doing things that people are envious, and that means you're having success. And not that you're happy for their own happiness, but you're happy for yourself that you have both sex and don't let that bring ever bring you down. Drew, go ahead. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's a great point, man. It really is. Really? The only thing I was just going to say is I got one time after one of our tournaments this year, I did a Z-Man shoot. Okay. They came by and they, they wanted to do a shoot and we got some Intel from one of the guys that fished the tournament on, you know, go here. Cause I didn't do that great at, um, you know, not good enough at, at Santee this year. And they say, well, go here. You'll, you know, this is what you do. This is where they're at. It's how you're going to catch them. And it's just funny that, even when someone tells you the information, because I've never like really gotten anything like that before and used it in a tournament. So this is a first chance to go take what someone has told me. And, uh, you know, it was Ryan Lambert, myself, and uh, a couple of the marketing guys for Z-Man following us and go and try to catch somebody else's fish where they told us where they were and what was happening. And we didn't catch Jack squad out there and doing what they said, where they said it's, it was, so it's not, even like, that it's not no. that easy, dude. Even when no. someone tells you, here's where you go, here's what you do. It's, it doesn't always work. Every day is different. Like you said to me out there um, in Arkansas, uh, Fred, Dardanelle fishes differently every day. And fisheries do that. It's it's not even – so even if you have that information, it's not like – it's just funny. People just want to, you know, just want to feel better about themselves or they just, like you said, butt hurt or whatever. So uh, Keep doing anyway. what you're doing, Young yeah. King. Keep doing what you're yeah, doing. Buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, Hammerjack. Hammerjack. There we go. Hammerjack. We coined it that right now. You've heard of Jack Hammer? No, this is Hammer Jack. So Jackson, Fred, I, I we've had you for an hour and ten minutes. By the way, Jackson, do you have anything to add? We, me, Drew, and your dad have been talking and kind of, yeah. kind of leaving you there behind for the last fifteen minutes. Go ahead. You wanted to chime in on anything? Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say on uh, information and stuff like that. I feel like it almost spins me out. Someone gives me information, kind of like, well, they know about that spot, so why would I go and fish what they know? Like you know, what I mean? right? I'm yeah, fish where no one knows about and just find something new on my by myself. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, now I'm fishing retreads or, I'll, I mean, I'm fishing a pattern, right. but, you know, if they know it, who knows how many people, other people know it. And uh, just because they told you. And now it's like, if you find something on your own, you know, there a ton of people might know it, but at least you don't feel that, I guess that right. or whatever, you're all confident. Oh, I just found this out. I know how I can duplicate this at different spots. Yeah, that's you know, I, I feel like that, that uh, that's why information, I don't I don't know if I'll end up, you know, I mean, maybe here and there, but not like, I, I don't think I'll ever use information to my advantage like some, some anglers do. Yeah. And you've looked, but you're a better angler when you find your own fish too. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That's the thing. Because if you just, it's kind of like that phrase, if you give a man a fish, he eats for a day. If you teach yeah. a man to fish, you know, eats for a lifetime or whatever it is. If you keep learning and finding your own fish, you'll be successful in this sport for a lifetime. And yeah. And it's much more rewarding too. So that's awesome, man. It's it's like math. If somebody gives you the answer and you never know, you never yeah. or algebra, you never know how to you know put together um, the problem. Then all you do is memorizing, but you're not learning. Right. So that's a great point, Jackson. Fred, we've had you for over an hour and twenty minutes, and and I apologize for that. I I wanted to give you I want to give you a few more minutes um, for you if you want to you know plug in your 
any of your sponsors, anybody that has helped you, Jackson and Fred, in your kayak fishing career? And where can people follow you? Uh, I mean, I got to give a big shout out to Drew. I mean, he's on here. Uh, <laughs> Drew, I mean, that he's got enough of that. <laughs> he gets too many accolades, Jackson. Don't worry about it. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I know. That's funny. I mean, without him, none of this would be possible. I mean, I, I'd Dude. still probably be, um, I'd be in school and last weekend would have just been, oh, there's a kayak tournament out here, you know, maybe I'll yeah. pop it next time I have a kayak tournament. Never Francis Tram it. Francis Tram would have won, and you would have yeah. <laughs> you would have been like, ah, oh, you wouldn't cool. be a household name. That looked fun, yeah, yeah. And then I'd be like, oh, I'll just you know, wait till the next club tournament. I go fish out here, and now I'm like, you know, it's just wow. Did that? And now I'm thinking, next year I have all these new opportunities I can go fish just because mm-hmm. I've you know I got kicked into it. You know, not really kicked into it, but it was kind of you know got the kayak wrapped in there. Might as well try it out. You know, just. I guess not really thinking, oh, I don't know, you know, just you have all the events going around. I'll just hop in it next year. I mean, that was my one – that's like my one chance to actually see if I like it or not. And uh, I'm so I'm so glad I fished it. Thank you. Yeah, awesome, man. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I was just going to give a thanks to, like, Crescent, you know. I mean, they, they're yeah. kayaks around here. That, I mean, I've not been in really any other fishing kayak ever. But I gotta say that one right there. I mean, it, it is amazing. It surely, it's a winner. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a winner, dude. I won my first tournament out of it before it was even launched, so that's kind of yeah. crazy that that uh, that happened on Lewis Smith Lake. But you know, it's it's a cool boat. It's a fun boat for sure. I appreciate you saying that. Um, you know, it's kind of weird. It's just a weird feeling being able to design it with with dreams. You know, I've been doing this for a while with with Jackson Kayak before, which is kind of funny, Jackson. But with Jackson before. And it's just kind of a cool thing, man, when you get to design something with dreams that people are going to have amazing memories in them that'll change their lives, you know, and, and it was pretty soon with, with, with you for sure. So, but I mean, it, you know, it's a cool kayak, but you know, I'll be the first to admit, it's not the kayak that won this tournament. You just paddled in a short distance. You could have pedaled, you could have paddled, you could have been in a $500, whatever, uh, you know, as cool as the Crescents are, but uh, you, in the future, you're going to do some stuff with that boat that really will show off where it differentiates from, from other boats for what it's what it's a tool for you know what i mean so i'm yeah. excited to, to see you do that kind of stuff man maybe maybe you guys even get a few more crescents in the future so we'll see and uh where can people follow you jackson uh, uh my instagram uh just ja- just my name jackson rambanis and uh i mean that's i guess pretty much the only social media facebook it's also jackson rambanis but i'm not really active on there yeah Anybody else? Did you uh, did you have any other sponsors that want to cut you off on that? That you want to say? Just shout out anybody else. I mean, not. I mean, not really. I mean, Blue Water. I mean, the sunglass design. Yeah. It was. It's hard, and you're looking out there, staring in the sun all day. I mean, those are really nice. I mean, for I sure. Know, uh, that the paddle you gave me from Bending Branch. Oh yeah. I mean, everything you helped me out with. Uh, still a twist, the life jacket. I mean, right. All those things, the catch board. I mean, just. Yeah, everything that I used this week, I gotta thanks. Yeah, I gotta thank because I mean it was all needed. That's awesome, man. Well, I'm sure you'll have many more sponsors in the future, and uh, yes, look forward to seeing you at the TOC for sure, man. It's gonna be fun. Fred, what about you? Where can people follow you? And uh, and uh, if you also, if you want to thank your sponsors as well, more than welcome to. Oh, I mean the same mentions that Jackson just gave. I mean, without all that, this wouldn't even happen. Um, you know. I, I got to thank Drew, of course, you know, for convincing. <laughs> See, I didn't even, I didn't even know he was fishing a tournament that weekend. Okay. Yeah, so it's crazy. 
I, I heard him talking about it, but I actually, I was in my, you know, tournament world coming back. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, you can follow me on Fred Rambanis, same last name, yeah. <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> Facebook. Yeah. Awesome. Fred, any chance we can, you give us a shot at, uh, taking your, your name down on a kayak tournament in the future? Hey, look, I, I would love to compete <laughs> in one. Um, one but keyword. No, <laughs> one to see how I do. Uh, yeah. but I, I can tell you, I, I'm going to need a lot of practice before I'm not going to be able to just pull it off and two hours of practice. Yeah. I'm going to have to get out there, you know, Learn it drag his out in the pond and just paddle around for a while. <laughs> if I can stand up, yeah. uh, you know, who knows? Uh, Yeah, I would love to. I think it'd be fun. It'd be fun to go down there together at some of these events and yep. work together and see what we could, you know, yep. come up with. But um, I'm afraid I'd probably get my teeth kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> well, no shame in that. We all did. We all did that this weekend. So, uh, but again, Jackson, Fred, thank you so much, Jackson. I mean, again, super talent. Uh, you, the future looks so bright for you. And I can tell from your personality, and I mentioned this on my previous uh, podcast, um, I think the best thing to mention about you, and Fred, I'm sure you agree, it's not your your fishing talent, but your personality your personality and your character. It I've met, I've talked to you for a couple of hours, and I can see you wise beyond your ears. Your personality is much more older than a 15-year-old, um, and you have nothing but success coming your way as long as you want it. Work hard for it. You can tell if you have that mental fortitude to whatever you want to do, you're going to be successful. Yeah. Hopefully it's in kayak fishing to help us grow our sport, you know. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for this amazing opportunity. I'm, I'm glad you, yeah, I'm glad we got on here tonight. Yeah. And Fred, awesome. congratulations again. Everyone. I know as a father, you've done a great job, an amazing job. I'm sure you're proud and, and your wife as well. So thank you so much. Yeah, she's uh, great. Thank you guys so much. Well, we'll leave you. And again, thank you so much for your time. I know I took you an hour and 35 minutes from your life, so I do appreciate it. Uh, for those out there fishing, if you're listening, please wear your PFD when you're on the water kayak fishing. If you're going to have a couple of beers, I know the name of the pocket's Bass Kayak and Beers, but I'm not encouraging you to drink while you're fishing. Just be responsible if you are going to have a few beers while you're on the water. Um, and again, wear your PFDs. Make sure you, you make it home back to your loved ones. Have a great day, everyone. Peace out. <laughs>